Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza. For the next 30 days, we're going to learn to build better habits in health, fitness, relationships, business, and overall well-being by making small mindset shifts that make a big difference. Contrary to how it may seem, the path to any success is achieved by taking small, consistent action over time. Someday is not a day of the week, so the time to level up is now, because you were made for greatness. It'll be a marathon, not a sprint, and together we'll take it one step, one mile, one day at a time. Welcome to the Mindset Mile. You ready? Hello, my friends. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to empower people to overcome, fear. Have you ever heard of fear described as these two acronyms, forget everything and run or face everything and rise? Those are the courses of action we choose from in the face of fear. And I'm not talking about our primal instincts that are hardwired in us to ensure our safety in threatening situations, but I'm referring to the fear we feel when it comes to taking steps outside of our comfort zone in all different capacities. The thing I see most often in coaching people towards their goals is that they are afraid of failing, so they don't even try. It is so true that fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Let that be your new anchoring mantra. The thing about fear is that it's not real. Fear is just false evidence appearing real. Imagine that reality. The crippling fear that holds us back from so many things we want to go after is literally not a real thing. Fear is a made-up outcome in our minds. Alternatively, the opposite is faith, which by definition means to have strong belief and trust in someone or something. So essentially, fear and faith are both perceived outcomes we choose to believe, but one is negative and one is positive. Most of the time, fear is irrational and it may not feel like it, but fear is a choice. For example, fearing your boss will say no when you ask for the raise, fearing your new business will fail, fearing that you will break your commitment to exercising five times a week, fearing what others will think of you, fearing that if you achieve success, you will somehow lose it. Those are all just thoughts that are up for sale in your mind, and you can choose whether or not you want to buy into them. But those thoughts, they keep us so small because fear hates the unknown 
and will talk us out of pursuing great things. It will always be there, but it doesn't validate why you shouldn't act anyways. In fact, expect fear. When you begin to just accept that fear will be a part of the process, you can start to normalize the feeling instead of being paralyzed by it. You can let it sit in the back seat instead of letting it take the steering wheel. I want to invite you to let go of the idea that to be bold, ask for something that you want, or to go after any size goal does not mean that you need to be fearless. Courage is not the absence of fear. The two can coexist, and the only way to prove this concept to yourself is by taking action, even just baby steps, when you start to feel fear rise. Something that has helped me tremendously in working through this is that I'll ask myself, what is the best thing that could happen? The potential is usually something that will excite me enough to move forward. So the next time you find yourself feeling scared to make a move, ask yourself this question. What is the best possible outcome if you make the sale? or you get the raise, or you start the business, or you finish the workout, or you run the marathon? What if, at the very least, what is on the other side of that fear is that you feel proud of yourself? Man, do I think we undervalue the feeling of being proud of ourselves. It is the catalyst of so much motivation that can be the light that sparks so many other fires in our lives. But the very thing that can evoke so much positive change lives so often in the shadow of something that is not even real. It's all too easy to slip into lifeless routines that don't challenge us or even give us the opportunity to feel proud. That is such a big part of what I love about fitness and racing is that it pushes me to show up and be better than I was yesterday. I want to give you an example of how fear can play out in a seemingly small aspect of someone's life. A while back, I was having a conversation with one of my husband's coworkers' wives. She was telling me how she's always so inspired by my workouts and races that I post online, and she said how she could never do that. I asked her why. She continued that she's a full-time working mom, and she hadn't worked out in years, and she just felt so intimidated to start a program because she had no idea what to do and was scared of sucking at everything. She was scared to death about what other people would think if she couldn't do something in a class setting or... She was scared to commit to a membership because what if she couldn't fit it into her schedule or if she fell off or that it was just a waste of her money. She even mentioned that she was scared she wouldn't like it. So let's step back for a moment. One, have you ever felt similarly? And two, can we acknowledge how all of these scenarios are hypothetical? When you find yourself running down the rabbit hole of negative self-talk or negative hypotheticals, the truth will set you free. Instead of just drowning in these what-if scenarios, have you actually answered them honestly before? So in this instance, the question was, what if I don't know how to do something? The answer, you will learn how from a coach or an instructor, and the more you do it, the better you'll get. Question, what will people think if I can't finish or do something? Well, the answer, literally, so what? (laughs) Everyone had a day one and learned at some point, and they will most likely not care what you can and can't do. Question, what if I can't fit it into my schedule? Answer, schedule it in. It only feels questionable until you actually schedule it in. Until you schedule it, it will only be a lingering thing that will occupy space in your mind. And the more we think about something without actually doing it, the more it will feel like a time suck. Once it's scheduled, then you just execute and it becomes a part of the routine. Question, what if I don't like it? Answer, 
Try something else until you find what you enjoy doing. Do you see how none of these answers actually have scary outcomes? If you're going to ask the question, then answer it honestly. I empathized with her and I let her know I had experienced similar feelings many times in my life, then suggested she try a fitness studio in her area that focused both on strength training, cardio training, and functional movement. That way, all she has to do is schedule it in, show up, and do the workout. After some coaxing and pumping her up, she agreed that when she got home, she would finally give it a try. Fast forward to five weeks later, she text messaged me beaming with excitement. She was loving the program and felt like a new person. She sent me pictures of her muscles in her arms that she had never seen before and was telling me how much more energy she had during the day, how having just an hour a day for herself made her feel like a better parent, and the list went on and on. And just like that, her fear was squashed. The story she had been telling herself that kept her from starting faded away one class and one day at a time. This new routine had a ripple effect on so many areas of her life. Transformation like this can feel abstract, but I'm telling you, it starts by making small changes like this, because the small changes are the big changes. I know it can feel hard, but I promise you, it's just that, a feeling. It's nothing you're not strong enough to overcome. Only you know the things you're holding yourself back from. So when you feel paralyzed with these what ifs and the doubts and the fear, know that these things are just stories your brain is trying to tell you and sell you to keep you safe, but you don't need to buy them. Remember, the only thing to fear is fear itself because the best parts of life lie just outside of those invisible trap walls. If you're loving this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, subscribed, and shared it with a friend. Be sure to tag me on your walks or runs at Aisha Zaza and hashtag Mindset Mile. That's all we have for today, my friends. Remember, the big things don't happen overnight. It's the small things done consistently that make the big things possible. You are capable and you are worthy. Make it a great day.